guys, it's Genesis from Redeem Delay, and today we're here with Chad, with Eric, and with Danny. What's up? And this month's series is about mental health, and this episode is about depression. Yeah, depression. Um, thanks, thanks, Jenny, by the way, for the um, introduction, I guess. And I was I was reading about depression, and I was reading what it meant and what it actually uh, comes to be as a the world defines it, because not it doesn't have the Bible defines it. Um, but the way that the, the world defines it, it means feelings of severe despondency. And this word was like, what am I reading? What am I saying? I don't even know what this means. And I went to the dictionary again to find out what despondency means. And it says, a state of low spirits caused by loss of hope. And that word hope, I, I like literally put it in yellow and I put it in bold. Because if you guys understand, if you guys are here or if you guys are... In home, at home, you know, feeling depressed. The reason why you guys are depressed is because you guys have lost your hope. And, and or you put your hope in something that failed you. But I want to tell you today that my God, which is Jesus Christ, which is, you know, the father of all of us, is the hope, is the real hope of this world. And is the hope that will never let go, the hope that will never fall through, the hope that will always be there when you're sad, when you're not sad, and when you're happy. I have heard this and I think this is very beautiful. He's my he's the god of my highs and he's the god of my of my lows. So I thought about this and I felt like the word hope was very important. What do you guys think? You know, it's it's interesting. You you've looked up the definition of depression and you talked about how it's when people lose hope, right? And a lot of times people lose hope. Um, right now that you were mentioning it because a lot of people go through difficult times and they're they're going through we call them we can call them sufferings. Or, or moments of suffering, and they lose that hope. And so as we were talking, I, I came to mind Romans 5, 3 through 5, where it says, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through his Holy Spirit as he has given to us. So, I mean, a lot of, like you were saying, like a lot of people lose hope and it's because they're going through some difficult times but if we remember that god's love is there for us and like we've talked about in the past that all the things work for the better for those that love god then we it, it becomes difficult to lose hope at sometimes you know and 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 actually glory and, and and thank god sometimes for our sufferings because he's doing something better in us I, I think that might be one of the one of the spiritual reasons for 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 going into depression based on what you were talking about on the right. definition of depression yeah, and it's it's crazy because um, a lot of people think like like they're stuck in depression, depression, right? depression <laughs> because of um, oh you know I did something wrong or anything. But I, I figured out and I figured in my life and I, maybe you guys can tell me with your own you know stories that depression is something we're gonna be. It's, uh, 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 you're gonna be sad. You're bound to be sad in one part of your life. Before uh, the Bible says that before uh, the morning light comes, there's there's darkness. So. You have to understand that there's going to be sad moments. There's going to be bad moments in your life. But we're always looking. We're always looking forward to that daybreak, to that dawn, to that morning light that kind of brings peace in, in, into our depression and our sadness. Yeah, so I think um, uh, you guys definitely uh, outlined it good from a biblical standpoint. Uh, I think one thing people don't realize that depression is something that's oftentimes self-inflicted. So it's not, you know, you bring these things onto yourself, whether it's popularity, whether it's whatever the problem may be. A lot of depression is, is really self-inflicted. 
somebody somebody kind of manifests to their self, I'm depressed. And you you know when you begin to dig into the root of that, um, most of the time you find they're bringing worries upon their self that that aren't even realities in their life, right? So you you begin to worry about so much about you know what if I'm not successful? What if I'm not the prettiest girl in school? What if I'm not the most handsome guy in school? What if I'm not the most popular guy in school? So you begin you begin to bring these things into your own life. And then you, you claim it as depression. I agree. Um, I think one other thing that possibly is an issue with the youth is that um, you can spend so much time being depressed that you don't focus enough effort on how to get out of that situation. It's almost like that saying, you can't see what's in front of you if you're constantly looking behind you. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times if, if the youth, if you can turn something that's um, a negative, for example, on the previous podcast, uh, I heard Maynard talk about, you know, a situation where he didn't get on the soccer team because of a because of an injury. And most people will sit and dwell on that as opposed to figure out, okay, can I take this as a learning lesson? Can I learn something from this and keep moving forward? But oftentimes people just sit in this depressive state and just dwell and just dwell. (laughs) <laughs> and so I think, you know, especially with, with the youth, you know, and I think depression now is, uh, it's kind of like a coin phrase, right? I had a bad day. I'm depressed. No, no, you're not depressed. You just had a bad day. Yeah. And it's okay to say that. There's a huge difference between I had a bad day, I got into a fight with my friend at school, and depressed. And as teens, I, I just feel like you, you need to focus more on what can I learn from this experience or what is it that's driving you to this, you know, depression? And can I learn from that experience and figure out how to fix it going forward? I, I agree. And I was, I was teaching the kids uh, right now earlier and I was telling them that when I was younger, I don't know, sometimes, sometimes I don't know if you guys were the same way, but sometimes when I was in my car or when I was by myself with my iPod, cause yeah, I didn't have an iPhone back then. Mm-hmm. But when I had my iPod, like I would look for like that feeling that, you know, you, you hear, you know, that song that gets you depressed or sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you look for that. And maybe nothing's going on in your life, but you're looking for that feeling of depression, of sadness. So I, so it's almost like it, your heart likes to be depressed. It's like a comfortable feeling, right? Well, I think something else that's common, too, with the youth is um, you'll find that because one of your friends is depressed, you begin to try to have something in common with them. I've dealt with this with my own daughter, and she's you know, I'm depressed. And it's like, well, wait, hold on. Who have you been talking to? What did they talk to you about? And you begin to try to bring yourself into that depression so that you have something in common with that person. And I think part of that too is um, some of the youth try to be therapists. And I just don't know. I'll be honest. I don't know that. I don't know that your hearts, their hearts are strong enough for that or you're mentally strong enough for that. You know, you can't even go through your day and handle your own problems but now you want to take on your best friend's problems and try to sift through them. And I think at that point is where the youth need to reach out and find somebody like yourself or Deborah or Eric or whomever so that you can discuss those issues. And I just don't know, you know, comforting your friend is one thing, but trying to sift through their depression for teens, I think is a mistake, in I, my opinion. I, I agree. I think that that's where the, the biggest gap is in, in, this, in this point that, I, I call it picking up problems that are not yours. Yeah. You know what I mean? I used to have that when I was younger. My friend. Like a vacuum. You just yeah. go around vacuuming up issues that aren't yours. I agree. Like, for example, I used to have a friend that didn't have a dad, right? And then I started picking up, like, dad issues. And my dad looked at me and said, <laughs> listen, you are not him. Slap me. And I was like, you're right. I do have a dad. 
Yeah. And I you, have, you begin feeling like you got daddy issues <laughs> and your dad's like in the next room over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was telling I was telling him earlier that, you know, like sometimes when you're in your room alone and I know most of the youth does this, you like get in there and like you see a TikTok that, you know, like everybody got divorced and everything. It's like a horrible thing. And then you're like, they're putting music like, oh my God, if my dad ever left me, I don't know what I would do. And then you go downstairs. I have one of those at home. And then, yeah. <laughs> no, no. And then you go downstairs and your little brother is happy. Your dad yeah. is helping your mom cook. Yeah. And they're like, hey, honey. And you're like, your eyes yeah, red. Seriously. And you're like, what's wrong? Well, it's because I thought you guys would get divorced. I'm like, what made you think that? Yeah, we have the best life ever. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think, Jenny? Um, well, I agree with you guys. Um, what, what I kind of studied, like, related to this topic was about um, just people. What I looked more into was when we don't really, like, recognize what we're feeling. Like, sometimes we're just trying to look for God. But, yeah, it's there's a point where we just, like, go with whatever our friends are going through. But sometimes um, there's, like, things going on in, in your life and you don't really pay too much attention to it just because um, you're just trying to ignore it. But I feel like sometimes we have to like admit to ourselves that we're feeling this way and a lot of times we don't admit to ourselves because we feel unspiritual like to be honest i like growing up in church becoming sad or depressed was like unspiritual like uh oh you're not close to god that's why you're depressed and which which couldn't be further from the truth. Right. Yeah. Can, yeah, you know what I mean? can, can I add on that one? Yeah, yeah. Please, yeah. please speak because yeah, you haven't one. spoken the whole like fifteen minutes. Oh no, yeah, it's been too long. <laughs> no, but I just just I wanted to pick up on that talk because Chad also made the one that we have to admit that we have like a problem and it's not spiritual. Some people think you're not too spiritual and that's why you're saddened. And I was actually talking to Danny yesterday about Psalms and how like it seemed as if David was depressed a little bit too because a lot of the Psalms are written in a like in a depressed. Right. And then this is a man who was according to God's heart. I mean, this guy was like pretty spiritual. So even if he may have been going through depression, it just makes us think that anyone can go through depression. And it doesn't have to do with you being less spiritual than the next person. Right. It doesn't matter how spiritual you are. You can still fall into these things just like David was. Because a lot of the Psalms, if you read them, he's like, I have these burdens on my soul. Like, God, take them off my chest, take them off my shoulders. I mean, so I, I think we need to remove that stigma from young people to let them know that it's okay. Yeah. It's, it's part. It happens. I agree. It's hard. I didn't mean, I didn't mean to cut you off. They just <laughs> no, it's fine. But a verse that I really liked that I read was Psalms 42, 4 through 5. Um, I'm reading an NLT version. Um, it says, my heart is breaking as I remember how it used to be. I walked among the crowds of worshipers, leading a great proce- procession to the house of God singing for joy and giving thanks amid the sound of a great celebration. Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior, my God. And um, I really like that that verse just because um, I feel like David is talking to himself. Of course, it's so super important to talk to God, but David is talking to his own soul and saying like, like, um, reminiscing on times when he was um, sad, and I feel like that's been happening um, right now. Like for example, me. Like 
um, before pandemic, like we had so much fun, like we could do so much things. And honestly, like I had, I'll admit, I had a better relationship with God before because just because um, I was going to church more, like it was, I guess, easier. And right here, it shows that he kind of lost his um, sense of like escape and he was, he's just dwelling in like sadness and stuff. And um, I think an important point to touch upon is like losing our, losing our escape and which is what's been happening, happening to us a lot right now. Like church was our escape, but we kind of lost it, but it's important to be honest with God during this, these times and not um, look down upon these feelings. Like everyone feels them and, and you can be wholeheartedly with God and he'll, he'll yeah. sincerely hear you. Yeah, I, I think also one thing, um, <clears throat> one thing um, that as the youth, we also have, you, you guys also have to learn, um, there's also a sense of um, having a little bit of a thick skin. I think nowadays that the youth and, and in general are very overly sensitive, right? So it's like, oh, I went to school today and somebody said that my shoes weren't, weren't cool. I'm depressed. So I think also we have to prepare and we have to help prepare you guys that it's going to be twice as hard as Christian youth, right? Because you're not only getting the everyday, let me knock you down because you're not the prettiest or you don't have the most Instagram followers or whatever the case may be. You're dealing with a second layer to that, which is, oh, by the way, um, I don't plan on having sex before marriage. Oh, so you're a prude. Um, I don't I don't plan on, you know, going to the to the after school party. Oh, so you're, you know, you're too good for that. So I also think there needs to be a level of preparation on your guys's part to face this head on or you will fall in depression. Because if if you go to school, just regular teens are already under an immense amount of pressure with just life in general. So now you add a second layer to that, which is, well, what did you do on Sunday? Oh, I went to church. That's lame. Right. What'd you do on Friday? I went to church. That's lame. So you guys have to prepare yourselves and thicken your skin a little bit to that. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because I think that's another problem is that there's a lack of preparation um, to be prepared for that. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I'm depressed. You know, so yeah. I, I think you guys need to try and focus on that a little bit because you brought up a good point when we were all here at church and there's all the services and practice and service and practice. And then obviously the pandemic tested everybody's faith. Yeah. You know, it really did. And those of you that are here persevered. But can you look at the pandemic and say, wow, it was so depressing? I didn't. I'm looking at it go, I learned a lot this year. I really did. I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about my daughter. I learned a lot about my family. I learned a, a lot about how much I miss church. You know, we used to just take it for granted. We could walk in the door and it's youth and it's this and it's that party time. And then all of a sudden it just got closed up and, you know, it, it, you need to be thankful for that. But I think you have to prepare your guys' selves, you know, especially the youth. And, and if I, it's, it's in the, but the thickening the skin part, you know, a lot of these, and like you were saying, Jenny, a lot of people lost their escape, right? Like, ability to come to church and not being around Christian people, Christian friends. And a lot of the times the enemy tries to take advantage of those weak moments to try to send attacks, spiritual attacks on our lives. I mean, yeah, we can thicken our skin, but I think the more important thing on top of thickening our skin is putting on the armor of God. Yeah. 
and being able to defeat those darts from the enemy. Like, yeah. you know, you're alone. Correct. Where are your friends now? You know, go look, go, go look for your other friends who are willing to, you know, not, not be together on, you know, who are willing yeah. to, like, expose themselves or, you know, on a Friday night or willing to yeah, hang and out. entice you to the world. Yeah, and, and it is a spiritual battle, and a lot of people forget that it's, it, yeah, there's a physical component to depression, but it's also a spiritual battle as well. And the importance of putting ourselves, putting on the armor of God and going into battle. And that fight is more than going out and fist fighting, right? Or sword Correct. fighting, literally. Yeah. That fight is mostly fought on our knees in prayer. Correct. You know, and seeking God. And and if I can, I can say something. I feel like just to kind of like, uh, like go together and just like kind of set this, this point and, in, 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 you know, set it down. I think what every well every everybody everybody said here is so true, because David, just like you said, he was a little bit like sad and everything. He never said that even though he walked with God, it was always high. In Psalms twenty three four, he's talking about how God, um, you know, um, you know, shelters him and gives him everything he needs. But let, and then he says, even though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil, and you are with me. So what does that mean? Your th- your skin yeah. is thick. You're right. Even though there might be, you know, some demons looking at you straight in your eyes, you're like, it's okay. I know who's with me. For you are with me, your rod. But listen, this is important. Your rod. Do you, you know what a rod is? You know, yeah. a staff. They comfort me. So what is a rod? It means teaching. What is a staff? It's what you're teaching. But what, most of the youth today that are Christian or or are wondering why am I, I am I depressed is that they want all the cool things of Christianity except reading the Bible, except listening to the preachings, except praying. Ah, oh, it's because prayer is so boring. Oh, I want to sing. I want to lead. Yeah, that's all cool. You want to play drums. I want to play. Yeah, that's all sick. But you have to let God guide you with the staff and with his rod. And not always is not. And it's not always nice. If you, if I'm not wrong, the staff and the rod is actually to like kind of like hit yeah. the sheep. If you, if you guys understand. So if you're going somewhere. God smacks you, but doesn't smack you because he hates you, but he smacks you like saying, nope, not there. Get back Go to the other way. <laughs> yeah. Right? And that's what we have to understand, that we have to follow this. And it's not only, you know, you know, giggles and smiles and just like you said, right? <laughs> yeah. the, the, the pandemic really was tough on everybody, right? And I see it, and today I saw the youth, and it's growing a little bit. Little by little, it's growing back. And, and I'm seeing it, and I'm telling you guys, guys, this, it all landed on this pandemic and we all failed. We all failed somewhere, somehow. We just turned back and says, oh, we thought we were, we were way too spiritual. God came with his rod, smacked him in the head of the head. I was like, God, oh, let me see how spiritual you are. We're not that spiritual. Yeah, and I think that, that you proved the point that you can either, you know, because God smacked you back into place. You can say, oh, I'm depressed. I'm not worthy. Or you take it as a learning experience and you keep pushing forward. Um, I think one other thing, just real quick with the depression. Um, I think you guys, especially Jenny, Kat, Maynard, all you, the older ones, you need to learn to begin to discern the people around you that may be drawing you into that. You know what I mean? Let God guide you because sometimes that's really difficult and sometimes it's the closest person to you. And, and you need to begin to figure out how you're going to deal with those relationships if you're in a toxic friendship where the only thing you're getting out of that friendship is you walk away depressed, you may have to reevaluate that situation. You know, Danny, you were talking about the rod and the staff, and 
and how that's kind of needed. And, and I don't know, I, David just keeps coming up in Psalms. I don't know why. And, and so I was reading right now Psalms 119, 143, when it says, even though I have troubles and hard times, right? Essentially, he's sounding a little bit sad or depressed there. Your commands give me joy. Your rules are always right, and they help me understand them so that I can live. And so God's commands, God's words, God's commands in the, in, in the word of God, right? Sometimes they may not be happy to hear. They may not be good things or, or things we want to hear at the moment. Sometimes they may be hard, like you were saying, Danny. But David himself found that one way to find delight in life was to just rest in God's commands. And God's essentially rules, right? Because they give them, because he admits that they're right, and then they give them life. Yeah. And so, like you were saying, Danny, it's part of reading the word of God. It's about being uh, on your knees in prayer, right? And obviously, we know the word of God signifies the sword, Right in the armor of God. So if, if this is a spiritual battle, then knowing God's command, knowing God's words, constantly reading it, and not only just reading it to read it, but delighting in it and studying it and see what God's message is in that, even two verses that you read, are going to help sharpen your sword. So when it comes time to fight that spiritual battle of depression, then you're able to just take it out and take a swing at the end and be like, hey, not today. And a lot of people just, just because we're, we're human beings, usually, I like the word he said, battle. We see the pressure in the face, and we say, oh, yeah, you know, um, the pastor told me that I have the power to do this, but you never practiced? No, it's like telling Steph Curry, hey, let's shoot me and you, and I beat you at threes. That's what he practices. That's what he does. It's like saying LeBron, hey, LeBron, let's, let's see who can outbody who. That's what he does every single day. So now let's bring it back to the spiritual. Do you want to be the LeBron of, of, the, of the Christian church? This is what you do every day. You want to be used by God? This is what you do day in and day out. When the times are tough, day in, day out. Oh, when, you know, you know it's unfair. Every, church seems unfair. Day in, day out. Oh, you know, my wife doesn't want to come to church. Day in, day out. Oh, my, dad's are, my parents are fighting. Day in, day out. You see, LeBron never puts an excuse to what he has to do. You see what I'm saying? He always just yeah, gets the, it. The first one in done. the gym and the last one in the exactly. gym. Exactly. And that's exactly And when, when people tell me, hey, Danny, how can I become you know, closer to God? And that's exactly what I tell them. Be the first one at church and be the last one to leave. Just like we are today. We're the first ones here. All of us here were the first ones. And we're the, who, we're the last ones to leave. So, yeah. I mean, and yeah, and, and yeah, that's diligence, right? And we've talked about this verse again. And I, I like to use it a lot because it, it talks about diligence leads to prosperity. You're able to okay. prosper and get out of that hole that you may have found yourself into. It's never too late to start. No matter how deep you think you are in that hole, no matter if you reach, if you think you've reached, reached the bottom of the well, you can still fight your way out of there. And you know what? Even more, your battle is God's battle. And that's the important thing to know. That he's always going to reach down into that well and pull you out. And it's about healing our land. And you know what verse comes to mind where it says, if my people humble themselves and pray, I will turn my ear from heaven and I will heal their land. It starts with prayer. And that's how God begins to heal our land from depression and sadness and anxiety and all of their mental health issues. And you know, the, the thing that you said right now, like if, if my people humble themselves and that's the verse that I wanted to get from stop, drop and roll. You have to, you have to uh, stop. What is it? Stop, drop, right? You have to stop what you're doing. You have to drop, humble yourself because God can't do it. If your ego is in the middle of it, you see what I'm saying? Right. Danny, I'm depressed. I'm sad. My boyfriend left me. This is this and that, you know, they just left me with no money or whatever it is that you're going mm -hmm. through. Take your ego out of the equation. Humble yourself. Be like, God, I need you. Or, hey, Dad, you know, I, I need some advice. 
most likely will be all back to church. Actually, we had some questions. So, Jenny, you want to ask them real quick? Yeah. Um, one of the questions was, what do we do if we're not the ones going through depression, but our friends are or our, clo- our family members are? Yeah, so um, basically what I said earlier before I even heard the question, because it, it's common, right, is that a lot of times you're not even depressed. You're just, it's almost like watching the news. If you sit and watch the news long enough, you'll become depressed. You'll get COVID. You know, seven-year-old baby gets chopped up. Family of five gets shot in their living room. Don't go outside. You're going to die of COVID. So it's like, right, even as, even as an adult, you can only take the news in, in like small doses or even an adult becomes depressed. You're like, Jesus, should I just give up or what's going on here? So I think the answer to that would be, which is what I said earlier, you need to look at those toxic relationships and be able to understand yourself. You guys aren't therapists. I, I know that in the social media era, everyone thinks they're mm-hmm. a therapist or an influencer. Or, yeah, you're not. <laughs> Basically, you know, you, you need to tell those. You need to direct them to talking to the right people, right? If you're going through something at home and it's a female issue, you're probably going to go seek Deborah. If, if Maynard's going through something at home and it has to even revolve around his dad or whomever, he's probably going to need to go to Danny. And I just think it's, it's something that the youth just needs to be careful of. I, I think you need to redirect those people to the right avenues, to the right outlets. Yeah, and, and if I can too as well, just, you know, what, what Chad was saying, it's, first of all, don't run away from them either, right? Because, Correct. you know, the Bible says two are better than one for if one falls, the other shall pick him up. So we need people to help us along the way. To Chad's point, obviously, you're not going to engage in a therapy session. So the story of the Good Samaritan comes to mind, right? Too many people pass up the person. And and the Good Samaritan has to reflect with Jesus and and other things as well. But in this context, you know, if if you're walking along the path of Christianity and you see your brother on the floor injured, don't pass him up. Correct. You know, because it was like the, the, the priest that passed up the person that was injured on the side of the road in the story of the Good Samaritan. If you, love, if you love God and you're going to reflect the love of God to others, help him pick him up. Do what the Good Samaritan did. He picked him up and he took him to the, to the inn and asked the innkeeper yeah. to care for him and bring him back to health. So like you were saying, you see your brother on the floor facing depression, battling some mental health issues. Don't leave him on the floor. Correct. Pick him up and take him to the right authorities, people that are going to be used by God to heal their land. All right. And, and if I can finish one verse, it says John 1.5. And it says, uh, let me just get it. It says, the light shines in the dark, and the dark has never extinguished it. Meaning, if you're in the dark and you go, if you're depressed and go with somebody depressed, you're going to be more depressed. But you have to be happy. You have to be the light, and then go into the dark and then shine your light there. But make sure that that light is steady, that it's firm, so nobody can just come and overtake you, just like the darkness never has with the light. Okay, right, next. Next question. Um, one of the questions was basically um, like just saying what does the Bible, I think we've already liked um, answered this question, but just reassuring like how, what does the Bible say when it comes to dealing with depression? Well, I think, yeah, we've been answering the whole podcast, right? <laughs> definitely what we said earlier, definitely turn, humble yourselves and turn your ear and turn yourself to God for prayer. I think that is the most important thing. And one of the things why I say why depression is such a, a spiritual battle is I think when people are battling this thing, uh, this this situation, 
they get the solution or disappointed because they think that God hasn't heard them. They think that God left them. First of all, God will never leave us, right? There's a, there's a verse that says, be still and know that I am God, right? Stop trying to turn to other people and try to find a solution on your own. I would say, like the verse says, step one, be still, stop. Stop what you're doing. Stop trying to find the solutions in, 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 in prescription drugs. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's one route that can be used by God. But stop trying to turn to your friends who they themselves may be trying to fight depression. Just stop. <clears throat> Humble yourself. Pray. And let God show his power in your life. Please. And also, going back to what Eric said, I have a verse for it. Um, it's Isaiah 41, 9. 41, 9. And it says, I have called you back from the ends of the earth, saying, you are my servant, for I have chosen you and I will not throw you away. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. And what you were going, what you were saying about being scared, um, sometimes we're, we feel like unworthy of ever like finding God again or of his mercy. And the part where it says, I have called you back from the ends of the earth. Like that just seems super beautiful to me because even like in your worst, he still says, no, you're mine. I chose you. I have a plan for you. So, yeah. And if, and if you read Exodus chapter three, Moses at the burning bush, when Moses says, who are you? What are you? God says, I am. And then Moses goes, what? But who are you? And he says, I am. A lot of people go, what is I am? I am your happiness. I am your joy. I am when you're sad. I am your God when you're bad. I am your God when everything, that's what I am means. I am. When Moses went there and didn't understand, he wasn't like us that we understand now. When God says, I am, he is your everything. He is whatever you need. He is whatever you want. He is your I am. And that's why, if you notice both verses, says, God, I am. Mm -hmm. So it's so important for us to understand. I am. God has to be our everything. Our I am. Our literally, completely happiness. Our, if we're going to be sad, at least do it with him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if you're going to be excited, be do it with him. And do whatever you need to do, just do it with him. I think one last thing before yeah, we please. finish. I think um, what you mentioned uh, Eric, which is being spiritually prepared. I would say one suggestion for the youth or one suggestion for any young kid. If you are going to play therapist, um, be spiritually prepared. Um, you know, Jenny made a good point. I think if you're, if you're going to play that role, be spiritually prepared so that you don't open up windows, you don't open up doors. Um, like Danny said, I think uh, one thing we've both talked about in the past, one door for me would be music. I think Danny can agree with me. Mm -hmm. We'll be going through the mall, him and I, him shopping for shoes, me watching him shop for <laughs> shoes. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you know, the Foot Locker, the new song comes on and we both start. And he's like, nope, not today. <laughs> so, you know, I, I think if you're going to play therapist, um, be spiritually prepared to not let any of that depression enter in your heart. I agree. Jenny, you want to say something? Yeah, just one last verse that I really love um, is Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. Jesus is talking and he says, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me and you'll recover from your life. I'll show you how to take care 
to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. So going back to um, like people trying to be therapists and stuff and and of course it's it's important to talk to your authorities about how you're feeling but i feel like at the end of the day jesus Mm -hmm. is literally the only person that's going to understand you that's going to have the correct answer to tell you and um he he'll take you into your arms into his arms and and show you what real rest is just as the verse says and, and to finish this off, because <clears throat> it's almost been like 30, 32 minutes, um, I wanted to tell you something. You literally stole the verse out of my out of my <laughs> head. And what I what I what I want to tell the people in, that are listening or the people that are hearing here is that the reason why sometimes it doesn't work is because you're trying to carry both things. But right here, the the Lord says, "Put down the heavy loads of this world." All the expectations, all the things that, you know, you have to objectify yourself if you're a woman or you have to be this tough guy that, you know, doesn't do anything or that's a bad guy that sleeps with all the girls and everything. Put all those things aside. But listen, but it says, but place my yoke, place my burden instead of that one, which is easy and light. So this is what I'm trying to say. You can't do both. And that's why it doesn't work. You have to put down what your expectations is. You have to, you have to, um, you have to, um. You have to put down what you think it is, and you have to think, um, and you have to put down whatever you want it is, and actually pick up what God wants. And I think the most, the most important word here, and the and the and the phrase here is, and then learn from me, meaning what, meaning that we're gonna pick up His teachings, pick up His ways, pick up His Bible, pick up His word, and become more and more like Him, which is what gentle, humble, and then you will find some rest. All right, guys, um, this was The Encounter, Redeem LA. Follow our page at Redeem LA. We're on Twitter now. We're on Instagram. We're an infection. So (laughs) get ready, guys. Podcast. See you guys later. Take care.